Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Hello. Yeah. Welcome back, Sam. Thank you. Yes. Happy to be here. At least one of us is. Everyone's happy to see. <laughs> everyone's happy to see me. You know, I can Scott, tell we're just Scott last break. week said he was happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Chris! <laughs> I heard about that. Oh my god! Yeah, the the internet's are still echoing with the yeah uh, the Ooh. gasps. Previously in Dice Camera Action. Back when they were fighting fire giants, the Waffle Crew obtained an iron flask from a band of drow with the aid of a treacherous member of said band of drow named Kozen Zorlaren. Shorts. Yeah. Why, why treacherous? Because <laughs> you betrayed your fellow drow. No, that's just normal in drow. By definition. Right, yes. Yeah. All, all drow are technically, or most drow are technically treacherous. So... You know, a little sensitivity, please. <laughs> and uh, shortly thereafter, Diath felt strongly motivated to uncork <laughs> said flask and release. Hold on. <laughs> what, you did it by accident? Cho- no, choice words. It wasn't like, huh, I wonder. It was, no, Diath was strongly motivated to save all of the slaves within there, for he is a good person. Right. How'd that go? <laughs> Uh, he opened so a flask and incinerated all of them. Thank oh. you. So I don't need to go over that ground again. Uh, with, <laughs> <laughs> with the help of Binwin Bronzebottom, Evelyn, in Waterdeep, slew one of her neighbors, a human detective named Vincent Trench, who turned out to be a Rakshasa in disguise. So, good job. In the Tiger's Eye Detective Agency, Binwin found a book filled with infernal text written in blood, and did what you do when you find an infernal text. He stuffed it down his pants and later gave it to Diath. So, Diath, you, I believe you are currently in custody of said evil book. Yeah, it's covered in binwin residue. Right. The Xanathar hatched an elaborate scheme to steal Evelyn's statue from the Spires of the Morning, after Binwin blinded the beholder with a javelin throw straight into its anti-magic eye, the Xanathar, screaming, petrified Binwin and then promptly turned his statue to dust with a disintegration ray. Uh, the beholder then charmed Evelyn, but before he could escape with her, 
Strix stepped in, cast a polymorph spell on Evelyn, and turned her into a snail. Not a chicken, but a Surprisingly, snail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, we pick up where we left off. Evelyn is a snail in Strix's hands. Diath, you were able to recover the weapons that Binwin dropped as he was turned to stone. Yeah. And you are standing in the cathedral, which is empty except uh, for the shattered remains of the Evelyn statue scattered across the floor. Yeah, and we heard Xanathar crazy his way out down past the hole and like away. Correct. So we feel pretty certain that he's gone. Yes. Good. Uh, Do we have the snail? You have yes. the snail. Okay, good. Snail, right. snail, 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 And she's got a little <laughs> Benwin helmet on. Snail, Avalona, Shelvig, Marthane. All right. Uh, first things first. Uh, I apologize to the snail. <laughs> she wiggles her eye stalks comfortingly. Okay. Well, you're still. I think you're still charmed. But, yeah, you know, I, th- whatever. I think she still is too. So the first thing we need to do is, Strix, we need to get Snavelin as far as away from Xanathar as we possibly can right now. Maybe how far are we talking? Are just, we talking like Sigle far? Or are we talking well, like not Sigle far? <laughs> just physical distance away from where we last saw her, so that Evelyn doesn't try to chase after him or something. Right? Maybe. Well, maybe. We, oh, maybe since this is so bad. I mean, maybe we could, like, ask the Blackstaff for help. Ooh! <laughs> I know magic. They'll listen to me. Look, I turned her into a snail. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. They saw us in Port Nainzaru before we blew that up. That's actually not a bad idea. I'll have you check on a couple of things first, and then if then we'll go to them. But right now far away as possible so she doesn't try to do anything foolish underneath her goddamn charm bullshit. You're also not entirely certain whether or not this building is going to blow up. Ah! I guess we should Also, all that was threatened at some <laughs> point. Um, Chris, when I had retrieved the axes, I also wanted to make sure I got like a small bit of binwind dust. Binwind dust? Done. Yeah, just in case that's required for any kind of resurrection or anything. Well, you do have some experience in this area. Um, we resurrected Paulton. Based on your previous oh, experience, right. you know that a true resurrection... So a normal resurrection spell isn't much good unless you have a body. But a tr- right, which but we a, don't have. A true resurrection spell, you can resurrect somebody even if they haven't got anything. So a little bit of dust won't hurt, though. Okay, well, I'll take it anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I got that, and I got both his axes... That's true. Which feel very foreign in my hands. Yes. Um, yeah, we just need, uh, Strix, we got to get out of here before this place could still blow up. All right. I mean, let's just, let's just run then. Yep. And right. we're running. Okay. <laughs> so if what? you're faster on your st- uh, staff, use that. I'll keep oh, up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, you, you, can, you can hop on your staff and fill the cathedral up with billowing smoke. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and as you uh, exit the cathedral, you are struck by sunlight uh, bearing down on you and the uh, gazing eyes of hundreds of people who have been pushed back away from the structure, having been forced to evacuate it, believing some sort of 
explosion or uh, other calamity was going to strike. So all eyes suddenly turn on you as you barge out of the cathedral. What do you do then? Uh, Shout, run, it's gonna blow. (laughs) 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 Incredible. Okay. Uh, screams. Well, they're, they're, they're going to stop us, so I just got to get them out of here. Uh, so the city, wa- uh, despite the city watch's efforts to contain the crowd, it just starts screaming, and people start running uh, away from the building as quickly as score Great. scores, if not hundreds of people stampeding away with all of their might. And now we can use the cover of this hysteria to escape ourselves and not be stopped by city guard, being like, "What are you doing in there?" or whatever. And uh, so, how are you going? I know how Strix is escaping, uh, probably by rocketing up on the air on her broom. How are you getting away? I am away? very fast. Um, does, this, does it seem like uh, people are going to try to intercept me and stop me? Um, or? There, are, there are maybe a dozen or so city watch constables who are curious to know more and might intercede, yes. Okay. I mean, Strix could could also polymorph Deep into something. You've already got Evelyn polymorphed. Oh, that's right. I have yeah. to concentrate on that. I'm <clears throat> oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, oh, well, there's Scooby a cloud. I feel pretty confident in being able to slip past them. If for some reason I don't get that, I can always take to the rooftops. Okay. And run across those. But yeah, as they try to. If they look like they're going to get towards me, I'll just yep. kind of yell at them. The Seth I was inside is going to blow the whole thing. Ah! And okay. sprint. <laughs> Go ahead and <laughs> make a... First of all, just make a deception check for me. A okay. charisma deception check. What's there to deceive? Xanathar was inside. That's true. <laughs> well... Six. Okay, and now make a stealth roll to get out of sight so that you can basically dart off in a direction where nobody's watching. <laughs> question. Yeah. Question. Question. Yes, birthday uh, boy. Re- Happy birthday to Jared. So, <laughs> when it's a reliable talent, it's um, anything lower than a nine is automatically treated as a ten. Making me look up the rule book, aren't you? I just gotta I mean, know. It is his birthday. I just gotta know if it's. <laughs> I, think, I, think I just have to know if it's. On your birthday. If it's any roll. Lower than a 10. Out from the book. Uh, so, um, oh, wait. This, is a, this isn't in the player's handbook, is it? Yeah, it should be. Oh, there it is. I see it. Okay. Whenever you make an ability check that lets you. Add your proficiency bonus. You can treat uh-huh. a d20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. Okay. So there you go. So Was it, was it 9 or lower? <laughs> it was the lowest. <laughs> then it is a 10. Okay, so even if I roll a natural 1, yep. no longer, I will no longer automatically fail uh, things I'm proficient in. Correct. Thank God. Yeah. Because... I was born this day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I don't know if you guys see the white text, but it says, reminder, it is not Diaz's birthday. Yes, Mm. that's right. Jerks. Diaz doesn't get birthdays. Okay. 
Uh, so with that, uh, it's a 24 for stealth. Okay, yes, you are able to, uh, through distraction, through guile and dexterity, uh, finagle your way out of this square without anybody knowing where you went. Great, okay. Good. Good. Um, I guess I'll, I'll try to, uh, I can still see where Strix is going, so I'll try yeah, to keep up with her. just follow the smoke trail. Yeah, so at some point we can kind of reconvene because we didn't really mm-hmm. have a rendezvous point. That's true. We're just moving. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Strix, you've flown to the city of Yartar. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what is your rendezvous point when you're not using your word of recall, Strix? Um, I don't know. Well, I told D if we were going to the Blackstaff Tower. That's fair. Oh, so my God. That's where you're going to make me chase after you to the Blackstaff Tower. It's not that far. No, in fact, it's not. Um, right. uh, the Blackstaff Tower is about two blocks away south of your current location. All right. Yeah, let's go there. Okay. Okay. We have a problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, Str- DF, when you arrive, yes. uh, Strix is outside. Uh, there are crowds of people running past in the street. Um, heading, still heading away from the spires of the morning, right outside of Blackstaff Tower. Almost as if it's they're afraid that they're still within the blast zone. Well, yeah, and you can definitely, from here, still see the spires looming high above the structures um, to the north. Huh. So this may not be far away enough if it's not going to blow. Is there a front door... There is an entrance to the Blackstaff Tower. Like much, right. of, like much of the tower, it is, it is sort of dark and foreboding. Strix, we gotta get further away. The, the, the We're right Black, here! The Blackstaff Tower is like a fortress in and of itself. It's a big, tall, blocky structure. I know it's right here, but we gotta get further away. This isn't farther, for, far away enough. Evil could still chase after Xanathar and catch up to him. She's a snail! They I'm... have magic in there. They can dispel the charm. I can't, but they can. Yeah, but on top of that, if that thing is going to explode, we're still too close. I mean, what? It's fine. I'll just whatever. I just I want. They know more than me. I can't help anymore. <laughs> yes, you can. We'll, we'll we'll come back to them, but right now, stay with me, and we got to keep moving. All right. Uh, and Diaz will like grab her by the hand and okay. like keep. Trying to go through the street. Like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you keep heading down Swords Street as far as you can, uh, past the num- past dozens of structures, uh, block after block after block, until you get like maybe five blocks away. And then you're, you know, at this point in time, you're not surrounded by so many panicked people, and um, you know that would be a pretty big blast. Yeah. Are you going to keep running or are you going to stop at this point? Uh, 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 how, how much time do I have left on that, on, on Snailville? And- oh, oh but, well, hour, yeah, it's an hour, so. Oh, it's an hour? Holy yeah. heck. Okay, so we got plenty of time. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So and I'm pretty just- sure the charm runs out after. Yeah, as I was going to say, so we can probably keep her a snail until the charm's out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, the... Strix, if Xanathar was going to blow up the spires, would you generally say right now is 
a safe distance based on what you know about magic? Uh, I don't think it's magic. I think it's something else, but I can guess. I'm oh, going to no, guess. Wait. Okay, you can make an arcana check to make it. Yeah, a, a guess. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, that's 18. You are not familiar with the explosive power of smoke powder, despite having heard Warrington Munt talk about it right. incessantly. Um, you really don't have a gauge for just how mighty it is or how much of it, but you do get the sense that it's the amount of smoke powder that will determine the extent of the blast. So if it's a ton of the stuff, yeah, it could probably leave a fairly large crater where the building used to be and, and send yeah. some powerful some powerful shockwaves out. But if it's only like a keg or two, then eh, who knows? It might be like a fireball going off. I didn't see anything that looked like smoke powder while we were in there. There was nothing, nothing, in, the, there was nothing in the cathedral itself that indicated or, or drew your attention as something that would be like smoke powder. Yeah, you also came in through the floor, so for all we know, it's all underneath it. Well, you actually recall now. I don't remember who was there. Actually, it might have been Benwin who heard that, so I won't say anything more. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Strix, you're fairly confident that you're probably not in harm's way. All right. Yeah, we're fine, I guess. All I right. don't know. That's good. Well, let's just take a moment. Just get, take a breather. We're we're okay. Okay. Oh, we're okay. Sam. Hmm. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to skip away from you for a second, Jared. Fine. You are deep under water deep. Mm. Um, having descended uh, even farther down than the sewers of the city into a dungeon complex that looks ancient and crumbly from within. Mm. And you're, in a, you're sort of in a, you've just come down a, a very uh, badly preserved stone staircase into a hall, or I guess sort of like a wide antechamber that's quite long. Right. That has a set of double doors at one end. And these doors are big and circular with a seam down the middle where they split. And okay. there are handles on the doors that look like round knobs set into indentations that kind of have a weird shape to them, but a shape that you have been told is the symbol of Xanathar, which is a circle with ten spokes radiating outward from it. Okay. And above this symbol... Uh, sorry, above these doors, sticking out of the ceiling of this crumbling stone room is an eye stalk that looks like almost like a beholder eye stalk, but it's coming out of the ceiling and just sort of fixed and staring at you, or at least at the, the part of the room that you're standing in. And you don't have long to look at it, but if you want to, you can make an arcana check. I mean, sure. I'll... Arcana the hell out of that. Because it's weird to see eye stocks coming out of ceilings. I mean, normally. Right. Uh, I rolled a... And it's an intelligence check if you don't have Arcana. I rolled a 14. Okay. You're not sure what it is, but you're pretty sure it's some sort of magical surveillance device of some kind. Um, And you don't have to stare at it too long before those doors open... Mm-hmm. Uh, grind open, and a figure pushes its way through them and just kind of leaves them open. And this figure is an armored dwarf huh. wearing a big, heavy helm with minotaur horns mounted on it. Right. And as he stomps into the room, he stands there, his great axe still kind of over his back, and he looks at the greaves on his arms and says, reads them, 
like he's got some sort of scrawls written on them. And he says, Kozen Zorlarin. Uh, I guess he knows I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I'll say speaking. Me, Amargo. Major Domo. Arigato. <laughs> Sorry, right. I went off the rails with that last part. Uh, and he says, You applying for enforcer job? Yes. Oh, uh, right. Jarlaxel, head of our little organization, has informed us that security might be a little lax. Uh, have I what? heard any? No! Oh, I drow. Drow bad. Not trustworthy. And yet you've already got a few working oh. for you. What's a few more? Uh, Narl recommended you, didn't he? We are. He recommended me with the highest honors. Follow. I decide to follow. All right. Uh, once you step through the doors, he will pull them shut, and you see it takes all of his muscular dwarven strength to move these big stone doors and seal them closed. But where mm. he is immediately behind the doors, you can see a curved hallway with pillars um, going down the middle of it, uh, okay. supporting a crumbly, uneven ceiling, and these pillars have eyes carved into them. All right. And even though you think it's probably more of an optical illusion than a magical effect, the eyes do seem to watch you as he marches you down the corridor. And it isn't long before you see a secret door open in one wall and a goblin come out with a tray. doesn't look like there's anything on the tray. Maybe there was at some point, but no longer. It's a serving tray. And through the secret door, you can see magical lights and what appear to be a group of dwarven mages, maybe? They're robed. Hmm with eyes tattooed on their bald heads, sitting around a glowing circle and murmuring to themselves. The goblin, who appears to be just some sort of servant, um, is a little surprised to see you when he turns around and realizes, oh, he just opened the secret door and there are people here. Um, And he just goes, (laughs) and pushes the door closed, (laughs) and then inches away from Amergo, who you can just see his fists tensing like he wants to snap this little goblin's neck. I don't stop him if that's what he wants. He doesn't quite go that far, but he kind of makes a move with his head, with the hound horns, and the goblin just shrieks and runs. I pointedly pretend not to have noticed the secret door. Amergo looks at you, studies you for a moment, registers that that is what you're trying to do, and just kind of goes, mm. Yeah. And Him and then, I, we get each other. Yes. He'll march you down uh, much of this curved hall and then lead you through a door into a circular chamber with a big domed roof that looks like the kind of place where you would gather a crowd to talk to them. The acoustics are fantastic. Okay. Um, the only creatures in the room And there are two other exits uh, on the perimeter of this big, giant, circular room. Standing near the the one other exit that is open is a small, slight drow. 
Hmm. Uh, disheveled with sort of just a gray robe, hair tangled, uh, long, matted. It looks like he hasn't put a comb through it in years. Uh, beady red eyes just kind of staring off into space. And behind hmm. him, uh, floating maybe only three feet away, is a creature that looks like a floating brain with tentacles hanging down underneath it. Okay. You recognize, being a being of the Underdark, you recognize this creature as a grell. Hmm. Uh, they are predatory uh, meat eaters that don't generally hang out with civilized folk. Right. Uh, but this one is just floating behind this drow. Mm-hmm. Um, you would almost say protectively. Do I recognize the drow? Yes. Although the last time you saw, I actually probably never seen this one. But you've probably seen an image of him. He right. is Narl Zabrindus. Narl, the Xanathar's advisor. I remember. So, uh, I take it they're both aware that I'm there, as is this dwarf. Yeah. Narl is gazing off into space like he's so deep in thought he doesn't even seem to acknowledge you. The Grell has no eyes or any other things that would indicate it's looking at you. Um, uh, yeah, but it's a giant brain. Yeah. And so. through the open door that they're standing just off to the side of, you hear a booming voice say, It's too tight. Make it looser. And you, don't you have business to deal with? Get up to the city. Represent her. I want her on my team. Not in prison. Hmm. Her family has connections. And this is just a voice coming out of the door. Okay. Uh, Amergo goes waltzing over to that open door. Uh, right. No longer really concerned about you. And, right. go- and disappears inside, leaving you in the room with Narl and the Grell. All right. Um, well, I saunter towards Narl, and I say, hey, buddy, making new friends? Uh, he sort of snaps out of a fugue that he was in momentarily, and looks at you, fixes his eyes upon you, and then kind of looks aghast for a moment, like, like, what? Like you, like you just appeared spontaneously in front of him. Uh, and he says... Oh, you must be here for the open enforcer position. You're the one that my brother sent. Just so. He heard you needed a little extra muscle down here. Yes, we do. I hope you impress. Uh, I gesture to my sword and say... Because if you don't get the job, you won't leave alive. Pretty standard drow operating procedure, so I don't let that phase me. You should prepare yourself for what you're about to see. I try not to show any emotion. Few people know what the Xanathar truly is. Good. Good. I'm completely prepared. Amerigo comes back out and says, 
You can go inside. All right. Um, I give... If you get the job, I'll be out here. Perfect. I give a pointed wink towards Gnarl and then head inside. Okay. Uh, you see Gnarl as you walk in, sort of dive into his, in the pocket of his robe, pull out some papers, and just start sifting through them very quickly, uh, not paying mm. any attention to you again. Right. Um, like he's searching for a note or something. And as you walk in, you see a, another room, this one kind of oddly shaped. Uh, it looks like parts of it may have sort of collapsed and been repaired over the years. Uh, you really are in an ancient, ancient dungeon complex. Uh, in the center of the room is a giant fishbowl. Okay. About 20 feet across. Right. And in it, you can see all sorts of terrain, and it's full of water. And there okay. is um, like a little, or not, not a little, but a miniature shipwreck inside uh-uh. it. And uh, obviously a much smaller scale model. It's not a real ship, but it was built to look like one. And you can see there's all sorts of coral formations in there as well. And right. a, a golden fish about maybe a foot and a half, two feet long, with, okay. red, with some red scales for accent, kind of swimming around in this big fish tank. And then next to it, on a small table, is a smaller fish tank, sort of your typical, you know, I can wrap my hands fish tank, but it's also kind of bowl-shaped, and it's also full of water, and it's currently empty. Hmm. And uh, floating behind them is a beholder. Hmm. A six-foot diameter orb with eye stalks, and it's pretty low to the ground, and there, it's floating near some ladders on which you can see goblins are perched as they tighten what looks like an eye patch over his central eye. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they're just sort of tightening the buckles and the straps, or rather they're loosening at this point in time because he's currently berating them for making it too tight. If okay. we have accomplished nothing in Dice Camera Action other than making Xanathar into Pirate Beholder, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. And the Beholder uh, looks at you with its eye stalks. Okay. And says, You're here for Nazca's job. I pointedly avoid looking at the eye patch, choosing instead to stare at the eye stalks and say, yes, mighty Xanathar. I heard there was an opening. Why should I hire you? Well, Jarlaxle would so hate to sour our burgeoning relationship with one of your enforcer spots being left open that he could easily fill. A dwarf comes out wearing a beanie and with ten little eye stalks sewn into the top of it out of felt. And uh, you can see that he has got what looks to be a bowl in his hands covered with, filled with something, almost looks like birdseed or sawdust or something. And he says, feeding time! In that voice? Yeah. Awesome. And he comes stomping out, uh, his little beholder eye stalks jiggling, and uh, the Xanathar turns one of his eye stalk or 
levitates up into the air, basically ending his conversation with you, mm-hmm. f- floats above the fish tank, and then uses a telekinesis ray to zap the fish in the tank, lift it out of that tank, and put it into the smaller tank, hmm. where it begins to just sort of circle around frantically right. as this little dwarf uh, gets his little step stool unpacked, steps up into the fish, and starts feeding the fish in the small tank. And then the beholder, not paying attention to you, sinks back down to the small fish tank and he says, That's right, Silgar. Eat up, my little friend. You're so good. You're so big. Get bigger. Yes, we gotta get you bigger. (laughs) And then the beholder's eyes all look up at you and says, You're still here. Uh, I am, until you tell me who to kill. I can start with that goblin who opened the secret door in front of me. Start with the fish. And then uh, he says, I am ending my war against the Zentarum. A wise move. Other concerns now interest me, dominate my thoughts. I want you to help me end the waffle crew. My ears perk up. At the mention of the Waffle Crew. They have become the bane of my existence. Mm, I can see why. They are a dastardly, nefarious lot. Except for Evelyn. I like her. (laughs) All right. Except for her. All the time, I knew she was the only good one. So you know them, then? We had an encounter... Is he the only one in the actual universe that calls us the Waffle Crew? <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. It's because he read the notes. He did read yeah. the notes. And uh, he says, he, he gives you an address on Trollskull okay. Alley in Waterdeep so that you can actually pinpoint exactly where they are. Uh, he right. tells you you can get up to their place through the sewers because they haven't fixed the sewer hole that uh, his, his uh, undead beholders made. And he'll, right. he'll make sure that Amergo, uh, who, really under, who really knows the mazes of the sewers well, uh, will give you uh, directions that you can follow. Okay. Um, good. I'll just ask him, you want them dead or brought back? Mm, that's very interesting. Um, I'd like to kill them myself. Bring them here. Of course. If they become difficult, you might have to kill one of them to make your point. Would you, all right, I will bring you his or her head, depending on which one doesn't get the point. But not Evelyn's. Not Evelyn's, got it. Oh, they also have some children. You can bring them too. Okay. Um, or kill them or whatever. I pointedly <laughs> make a long sweeping bow. <laughs> totally cool with this plan. And say if that's if that is all, why Xanathar? I will be to the killing then. All right. Uh, you can you can see uh, for the first time, sort of standing off in a shadowy corner, a human. 
that you didn't mm. notice immediately before, but you kind of see it's his distorted features through the fishbowl. Right. And uh, uh, he says, Well, I'll be on my way back to the city then. All right. Do I... What, does, can I tell what he looks like? Or? Yes, you can see that he's a well-dressed fellow, kind of in Victorian garb with sort of a big ruffled collar. Okay. And uh, the... Uh, Beholder says um, to you, this is Friend. He's my solicitor. Solicitor. I nod respectfully towards Friend. If you get into trouble in the city and happen to get arrested, Friend will help you get out. I completely understand. Give him your card, Frent. Uh, Frent will hand you a card with his address in the city okay. should you need the, um, the assistance of a solicitor who's right. well-versed in the laws of Waterdeep. Gotcha. I pocket that. Yes. And uh, does the Xanathar seem to be wanting anything else? Uh, he's sort of settling back into his place where the goblins can adjust his... Uh, Eye patch, uh, but he says, Oh, if you have trouble with Evelyn, there's a city watchman that she really likes. His name is Todd. Todd. I don't know his last name. Oh, wait. According to the notes, it's Todd Jalarn. This is... This is a complex task. I don't say that, but I am thinking that. The Firkins... Gives last names for all his NPCs. Okay. <laughs> uh, I safely I retreat back behind the fourth wall. <laughs> and if, if he's not, as soon as he's not paying attention to me, I politely leave. Yes. Don't fail me, he says after you've left. Okay. You're well, not even sure he's talking to you. All right. <laughs> well, I'll just assume not. Otherwise, you might never be back on my show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, so you like, t- <laughs> it's like Chris can't handle two weeks without Nate breaking the fourth wall, and he just has to, like, <laughs> demolish it himself. Yeah, in, in Paulton's absence. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you are, again, uh, taken out, you're let out by Amergo, who, okay. who tells you as you make your way out of this dungeon... Back, going back the way you went, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. He tells you a couple things. Uh, he lets you know that this dungeon was built by the Netherese wizards, which is why it's so old. Okay. Um, he also tells you he has been here longer than even the Xanathar and considers this his home and then confides in you that he likes to call it Amerigo's Maze. Good. Yes. You know, I wholly indulge Amerigo in this. Yes. And... Uh, I'd say it's an excellent maze. And uh, he also tells you that Noska has some fairly nice quarters, so if you pass this test and you get the job, you'll be pretty happy here. Ooh, lovely. And then uh, he lets you out the way you were, and he, he gives you a map that shows the path through the sewers you need to take to get to the place you need to get to. All right, well, I take the map and the address, and I set out on my way. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to do before you leave? Um, because Amerigo kind of now trusts you 
and okay. it kind of leaves you to your your own business. That's a, he doesn't show you all the way out. He just kind of takes you back to the entry hall and then abandons you. Okay. Uh, hmm. Amerigo, I have reason to believe Amerigo is not that bright. He doesn't seem <laughs> overly bright, no. All right, I ask him what uh, Gnarl's quarters are like, just for comparison. He tells you that Gnarl lives on the lower level of this complex and uh, that uh, the others don't really like him around hmm. um, because nobody, nobody trusts him right. in this organization. So he, he kind of lives down in an office near where the Xanathar keeps the corpses of other dead Xanathars uh, that can be animated okay. and, and sent out to do his business, other dead beholders. So Narl is down sort of at the, on the very, very fringe of the Xanathar's lair. And okay. he's got an office there, and um, he doesn't let anybody inside it, and Amergo thinks that there's, there might even be, like, a secret chamber there. Okay. Well, I thank Amergo, and... Because uh, uh, he overheard Thorvin, oh. uh, the Xanathar's trapsmith and engineer, mention that Narl chose his quarters because there might be a secret chamber there. I got it. Well, I tell Amerigo that, you know, he better go protect his maze, lest someone try to infiltrate it. No one gets past me. I'm Amerigo. I agree that he is Amerigo. <laughs> All right, well... I guess that's all my business with Amerigo, so I'm going to head off in the direction of this uh, map. Okay. And uh, you crawl your way up out of the Xanathar's lair. You make your way into the sewers of Waterdeep and head toward your destination. Diath and Strix. Yeah. Evelyn's spell wears off. Evelyn, you are back in human form. <laughs> no longer charmed and aware that you were under a charm effect. <gasps> were, you aware, were you aware she was a stale? I would imagine. Yeah. How was, how was that? That was disorienting. <laughs> I suddenly feel very adrift and I, I no longer have my home on my back and I feel very exposed. <laughs> Are, are you and okay? And also, I hate that beholder. All right, we're good. He's not great, no. If he so much as speaks a word to me, how how dare he? By I the mean, way, there's been no big kaboom. No are people explosion. still running? No. Okay, well, that's good to see. That's fine. It's like him. seething, like just... <laughs> Is is Dia still holding Strix's hand at this point? Probably. Uh, uh, um, uh, oh, he lets go. Just, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 so I wondered, I wondered if Evelyn was like angry. I just pictured her being angry and then just like seeing that and then just being like, oh, and just like immediately like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I think Evelyn is like muttering under her breath about like, uh, 
that no one no one seems to care what she wants and who cares maybe she shouldn't want anything and she's just you know whatever and then she sees that and she's she does she goes <laughs> like a little <laughs> smile and that's gives like duh evelyn yes you're okay <laughs> <laughs> like oh yes we made it yes good i'm glad to see you back to normal uh, i i guess I uh, know it's evil and that the statue was weird, but, but at least it's, I think it's broken now. So, right? Huh. It might be, unless Xanathar just took it. And for whatever reason, uh, you saw, did. Uh, evil and oh. saw the Xanathar basically hurl the statue aside after oh, that's right. Evelyn showed when up. When she showed up, yeah. yeah. Um, that statue was, no one should have made that statue in the first place anyway. As much as I hate Xanathar and I don't think he should have done any of that. It's probably uh, better that statue isn't there to begin with. Now that we kind of made it, to, maybe took his eye out, I'm thinking that maybe he's going to go back to our house. Yeah, he's he's going to be mad at us for the sure. The kids are there. What? With Paulton. I'm sure Paulton's taking good care of them. Uh. Estrick says that she's like, <laughs> no. He is, he's a great baby. Cut to, cut to Paulton in the awning portal. By himself with Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Just drinking, drinking at the bar, and uh, occasionally putting his flask down and just kind of giving Dernan a nod to fill it. <laughs> the kid's not even there. Nope. <laughs> so are all of us realize it and well, we're like, ah! Then it's like the, the fast pan transition back to Dieth. Yeah, we have to get back home. <laughs> <laughs> so you race all the way back to Troll Skull Alley. Um, yeah, uh, along the way, uh, DS will explain to Strix that uh, Bidwin obtained some kind of summoning book that he really wants her to look at and see if there's anything she can learn about it. Uh, and then also if there's time, he has his horn thing for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can walk and talk and look at the horn thing. I mean, run and talk, frantically run and talk and okay. look at it. I'm gonna take the helm and like hold it in front of her. She's like, Pinwin, this is all we have. That's it. Oh my god. I also have his axes. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That was 25 for the Arcana check on the horn. Okay, so, and you've got the, so DF has the horn on him? Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so this magical horn has the property uh, that when blown, the person blowing the horn can designate that only one creature can hear it. Oh. So it is a way that the horn can be used to alert somebody, but only that one person. Oh. Oh, so it's a danger horn. Yes. (laughs) Or secret horn. Or secret (laughs) horn. Yeah. Secret danger horn. (laughs) All right, so Strix hands it back to him and says, it's secret danger horn. All right. Horn of I mean, it doesn't have to be for danger. There's lots of secret danger. things you could want to blow a horn about. What? What? <laughs> what? What's more important than danger? Right. Well, like if I was like Strix, let's have a secret best friends rendezvous, and when you hear the horn, come meet me here. Then you could do that. I mean, that does sound fun. Yeah, like we could have a best friends secret rendezvous sometime. Focus. We, we need to help the children. That. But I want to be best friends! Yeah. She's like his running going. <laughs> <laughs> when you get back to the Waffle House on Trollskull Alley, uh, not much has changed since you left, other than um, uh, you can uh, see that in your absence, 
because the windows are broken, uh, <laughs> as you walk in, like some ravens are kind of fluttering around inside the tap room um, and just kind of uh, perching on this or that. There's one on the mantelpiece, and there's one on a splintered fragment of the old bar. There's one on a windowsill, and then others just sort of flapping around the room. You can also see, because the basement is open, and there's a big hole disintegrated all the way down to the sewers, that rats have sort of come up in and kind of made their home around the piles of refuse in the basement, as well as crawled up onto the bar and the walls and the tables and things. There's actually a rat scuttling under the, the, the straw chair, just kind of poking around for any morsels of food that may have been scattered in the blast. Honestly, the inspectors are going to hate this. Honestly, I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, hear what do the, you think, Evelyn? You can hear the kids upstairs yelling at each other, screaming and romping about. Um, Evelyn answers in in her peppiest voice that she can, but you can you know you can tell she says, "Got a demo to Reno." <laughs> <laughs> Is Paulton here? Paul, well, he's not at the bar. Even though there's no alcohol, there's no alcohol. That's why Paulton. That's isn't right. Here. He's not here. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. right. He was always such a good babysitter before. Well, let's take these kids to Blackstaff Tower. It's their problem now. Yeah, we have to get them out of here and fast. Nat comes trotting up to DF and like, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Nat, where are the others? Uh, I've. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Is that Squidly? Yeah. Nat, go let them oh. know that that they need, that we need to get you guys out of here. It's for your own safety. Tell them quickly. She runs off. <laughs> All and right. I'll give her like right. thirty seconds before uh, DF steps in. <laughs> yeah. She, she comes back out with like Squidly at the point of her sword, like driving <laughs> him forward, and she just got jinxed by the. Um, by the cloak, and so yeah. he's oh, yeah. like backwards, and she's just dragging him. He's just like, I would have come willingly. Don't use my cloak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Squidly will tell you that Jenks somehow managed to turn waffles into a manticore. That's been fun. Okay, cool. DS yeah. uses this, and he's just like, same. Also, uh, Co- we need to get waffles. All right, waffles. Um, Cozen, do you want to sneak up on them, or do you want oh, your God. arrival to be? Uh, Are they? Do I do I believe that they're about to uh, exit out the front door? So it would seem. You have you have just come up through the sewers into their basement, but you can pretty much put yourself anywhere um, because they're so distracted trying to corral what appear to be some children running around. I'm in their basement. Okay, mm-hmm. but right. their basement has no r- ceiling. The ceiling got blasted out, so the basement is basically just it's a, a hole. pit. In, yeah. in what yeah. lo- what looks like used to be some sort of tap room of an old tavern. Do you want to know how long we've had this house, Sam? You know how <laughs> how long has it been? Has it been like how long? Like four days. <laughs> four, four days. Four days. <laughs> All right, uh, and I can hear them. Yeah, doing but you're a dr- you're a drow. You're very stealthy, so right. You pretty much uh, got the jump on them. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I'm going to wait for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, downstairs. Okay. With significant amount of distance between us. Okay. You can see as you wait that they corral three children, a young girl, a tiefling boy with an eye patch, and a... What is with eye patch? <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, accidents happen in Waterdeep. Um, it's our thing. And uh, a young boy uh, dressed like a wizard with a little stuffed owlbear tucked under one arm. Uh, okay. And also an owlbear, which... 
you realize is a much older version of an owlbear that you, th you thought that they had previously. Um, they had another owlbear. This one looks bigger and older than that one. Okay. So it might be the same one. You're not sure. I mean, I have an intelligence score of 10, so I'm assuming Average. I can probably figure out that it might be the same owlbear. Yeah, but it's, it looks like it's, it's much, much, much older. Like, you don't know the, the, the uh, you know, how long owlbears live. So, um, all right. But well, this, one, this one looks quite old and gnarly. Okay. And when we called her, I think uh, one of us probably would have called Simon as well. Oh, true. But, yeah, Simon, Simon, Simon is with Paulton. Simon is with Paulton. Okay. So yeah, he's I don't just, think that Paulton would let Simon out no. of his sight. Nope. Like yeah. Nope. So yeah. Simon's just handing Paulton drinks from behind him. <laughs> Simon's just sitting on the, on the stool next to, si uh, next to Paulton. They're bonding. Right. And he's, he might be like turning on the stool, like just kind of. <laughs> oh my God, like four. <laughs> 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 uh, do they have anything to drink around there? No, it looks like all everything, include, the bar itself and all the shells and everything have been blasted to bits all right, by some well, huge explosion. Wow. God, I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm just going to put my feet up sit down, make myself comfortable, wait for him. Okay. Uh, the rest of you can make perception checks. Oh, well, I hope it's a good one. Nope. Well, I'm Nine. reliable, so mine will automatically be good. I got Maybe a 13. Hey, I got a 26. Okay. As busy as things are, DF, you do see a shadowy figure sitting in a corner of the, the blown-out tap room um, with his feet up. With his, god damn it! He's <laughs> uh, strategically chosen a place out of direct light. Yeah, uh, just kind of like noticing that and sensing it. It's immediately like a snap look over in that direction and like kind of hand towards uh, his sword. Not quite pulling it out yet, but just more like looking over, hand in the sword, and just mm -hmm. being like, "Who's there?" Uh, I very pointedly gesture with my swordless hand and say, hey, buddy. Cozen? It was, uh, it was D, Dath, wasn't it? How are you, friend? And now you can all see, you can <laughs> all hear him. Oh, Strix hears him and he's like, oh, is there a customer? Do they want a pie too? I have I would, a sponsor now. I would love pie. Oh, great! She'll just go into the kitchen. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> uh, and what are I you say, doing here? Uh, I say, well, and, you know, what are you doing here? Last I saw, we had an iron flask together full of uh, a fire elemental. How'd that go? <laughs> Last I well? saw, you're too busy concentrating on yourself to worry about the lives of others. Mm, yeah, point taken. Uh, so I won't beat around the bush. That's pretty much what I'm here for again. Though, in fairness, it might benefit the lives of others, so there's no reason why we can't work together this time. Yeah, we worked together last time, too. We did, so... But last time we were only dealing with fire giants, you've, uh, you've made yourself some new enemies in the t meantime, haven't you? Do you want to hear the list you hear from the kitchen? 
Uh, it's really long. No, she, he doesn't want to hear the list. Please. Really? <laughs> All right. Specifically, one big enemy with a lot of eyeballs. Got to be more specific. I'm sorry. <laughs> one big enemy with a lot of eyeballs minus one big eyeball. <gasps> uh. Oh yeah, the one in love with Evelyn. <clears throat> yeah, a guy who uh, is very aware of where you live and the fact that you have children, and uh, you know probably of where you're going to go too. Why can't we just? Why can't we just have? A home just once and maybe like protect our family why can't we just maybe once just have you know why can't it just be uncomplicated why can't you know no i have to get freaking charmed by a beholder that apparently uh, i assume yeah. evelyn just rambles on like that for a good <laughs> while and dieth and cozen continue their conversation <laughs> and just keeps yelling really depressing things like well evelyn life is tragedy and you know <laughs> It's really just awful. Like I just uh, ends up really in nothing good has happened at all. I don't know why we're why we're even still alive. I thought I was in the dead book years ago, but you know I watched your heads get chopped off. And she goes like that for a while. It's just like constant. Like, <laughs> while, while she's saying, I watched your heads get chopped off. You can just hear this cleaver go tunk, down on the floor. She's cutting up mushrooms for Cozen's pie. I think Evelyn comes to the kitchen and ends up lying on the floor with her hands folded yes. on her chest, like talking at the same time as Strix. Yeah, and the more negative Strix is, the more positive Evelyn gets. <laughs> so yeah. they just like end up yelling opposite things at each other where then Evelyn's like, no, no, it's all going to be okay. I yeah. promise we're going to be fine. And Strix is like, no, we're all basically yeah, dead. She's like, Funk. I'm dead inside already! <laughs> yeah, Paul, you like chop the, the mushroom cap off its stem and there goes Paulton's head and boom, there goes <laughs> yeah. Diaz's head. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. That's so great, right? <laughs> Well, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile uh, uh, Diaz just says, All right, you've proven your point. You already, you've always been someone who knows more than they should. Uh, what is it that you want? Oh, I don't want much. Just a dead body. One that I think you might be able to help me get. And if in exchange for that, you get the Xanathar, are now semi-blind friend to leave you and your young wards alone, well, that seems like a good deal, doesn't it? Are you asking me to murder someone? No, 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 no. I'm sure the sword you have there is purely for decorative purposes. It talks! Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is is pretty cool. (laughs) I refrain from looking at... from appearing impressed because I'm sure I've seen talking swords before. If he needs a dead body, I think we still have some down there. A specific dead body. One who won't be missed and who I can assure you is wholly evil. Mm. It only works if Evelyn's evil sense works on them and then she'll kill anyone. Well, we can go check if you want. But he's going to end up dead all the same, so why not benefit from it? Uh, this this di- look, I love dialogue, and I think it's like very artful. But I've just had like a real long day, and I I'm wondering if you could just tell us who this person is that you want to kill and why. Uh, you know, just another drow who has decided to aid your enemy. We have reasons for wanting him dead, 
and you have reasons for wanting the Xanathar to leave you alone. I can easily show you how to get achieve one of those, and I'll take care of the other one. Well, we don't know any other trial, so... That's right, you don't. Well, you won't have to meet him. I'll do, we can do it entirely from behind, if you would. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, you won't even have to dirty your hands. Just help me isolate him from the rest of the Xanathar's defenses. And you're saying that somehow this will make the Xanathar leave us alone? The Xanathar has a fish. I don't pretend to know what goes through a beholder's mind where he might like a fish, but he seems especially attached to this one. It has its own little underwater kingdom in a massive bowl. The whole thing is really quite tasteful. Um, But it gets transferred to a small bowl for feeding time. If you can get that fish, the Xanathar will accede to whatever demand you want. He'll leave you alone. He'll forget you even exist. And while we're down there, I'll just happen to take care of some business that you won't even have to worry about. I'm sorry. You want us to steal his fish? Technically kidnap the fish. Because stealing implies that it's property, and I think he views this as more than property. I understand that. I would do anything for my pets. Yeah. But, you know, his pet, I'm sure his pet is evil, too. Mm. Like I don't know. Can't can a goldfish be evil? Well, spending that much time around him, you know, he's, mm. it, I mean, it's a whole nature versus nurture thing that we don't have time to get into. But Are we even sure it's a goldfish? It could be a polymorphed, like, person. It looked to be having a great time. It's not a goldfish. It's more like a carp. About a foot long, maybe two feet. Yeah. Like a uh, koi. Do I know what a koi is? <laughs> like, I've lived in the Underdark my whole life. This is a fish dichotomy conversation. I'm really lost. I don't I'm think I've ever fish, okay? I want to know what it looks like. There's no fish in single. Uh, it's just poisoned water. One and a half feet long to two feet long. Golden uh, scales. Pretty rough Golden scales has some red flecks. Uh, oh, really, nice. he, t- he takes excellent care of it. That if, doesn't sound like it could even be evil to me. Well, if, whatever. The if point this is, fish is so important to Xanathar, it must be nearby him or kept under watch all the time. So how would you ever expect us to be able to kidnap it? Well, you encountered him, didn't you? You didn't see any fish then. He's currently scouring the city looking for you. All you have to do is convince him you're somewhere else. And then just disarm traps, kill whatever evil person he is watching the fish. And then <sighs> there you go. Uh, can I bring him his pie now? Yeah, yeah. can I have that pie? <laughs> I'll bring him his pie. And it's, it's a mushroom pie because I was like, oh, Drowl, you, you live in the Underdark. There's some mushrooms. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, it's very nice and steamy and it yeah. looks great. Super oh, tasty. And I, I asked how much I owe. 
Oh no! Oh, it's on the house for not killing us when I didn't see you in the shadows. <laughs> oh, no. She's, I would like Always. to insight check him okay. to see if he's telling the truth <laughs> about right. the fish. Sure, go ahead. While I'm giving him the pie, I rolled a one. Okay. God, yep. There it is. God okay. damn it! You know, I love the pie. Smells pies. really good. The pie smells pies. great. I just can't see anything past my baking skills. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I uh, no. I assure her that's not weird at all. All right. I'll, Cozen, go get, I'll go get waffles while this happens. Okay. Cozen, you've also been one who've always obtained and retained a lot of secrets. Not this time. If we to do this, what's in it for you? What business are you trying to accomplish? I sigh deeply and say, after our little adventure, in which you'll remember I pointedly sided with you over my own kin, I found myself at odds, at loose ends, and possibly being hunted by my former companions. So I shacked up with a little mercenary company, and in an effort to prove what a team player I am, it turns out the drow in our in the Xanathar's employ might not be remembering who's signing his paychecks. As it were. Paychecks are something we use in the Underdark <laughs> to uh, exchange currency outside of hard fiscal debts. Yeah, all of us were making this face when you said paychecks. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a drow thing. Our, our economic system is extremely refined. He might not be remembering who's paying to keep his robes clean. Right. And how exactly would you know about this whole Xanathar business and that he's after us and knows where we are? I saw it. He thinks I'm working for him. What? It's very simple. While pretending to be in the employ of a half-blind beholder, I saw his giant fish that I want you... Well, how many eyes does he have? (laughs) He has... You you counted ten eye stalks, all fully functional. He is missing his main eye. But the the big one is maybe worth a little more percentage? Yeah, I was going to say. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) The semi-blind beholder uh, had who believes I am working for him in an attempt to kill my old associate to ingratiate myself with my new associates as a fish that I would like you to kidnap so that you can use that fish to leverage the Xanathar into leaving you alone or whatever you happen to do with that fish. I'm not here to judge. Well, Considering what I know about the Xanathar and his um, trouble with boundaries, he's probably not a great fa- fish parent to begin with. So, Exactly. You can't trust I, him with that fish. And I'm fairly certain if for some reason we were able to obtain this fish and then use it as ransom and threaten the Xanathar, the last thing he's ever going to do is leave us alone Until for something so egregious. You can easily just escape the city and give him his fish back then. He won't pursue you beyond Waterdeep. But we just got back to Waterdeep. Well, 
Yeah, we just want to have our nice house where we can just live and be happy. This, How about you this, learn this that nice we, house? Squidly says, can't. when you see a bully, punch him in the nose. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think we should punch the Xanathar in the nose if he has a nose. He does not. Well, <laughs> Squidly looks confounded for a moment. <laughs> but you and I have both seen him. We know that's simply not an option. Well, what are... <sighs> I guess, can Strix come down with waffles at this point? Sure. Okay, yeah. Strix will come down with waffles. As, as Kozen finishes pie. off his pie, uh, you realize the last person you've had a pie to is dead now. Uh, <laughs> am I, like, if you just want to kill me, you can just do that. <laughs> I'm not, we, don't, we don't have to go like, at, that, at that, like, realization, she just gets really depressed. Yeah. Like, genuinely sad. Like, I just wanted to... Give him a pie, and now he was dust. But you know, it's fine. Waffles is here, so. Even gives her a hug. Um, okay. Okay. So the plan is apparently that we kidnap this fish and we the 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 the, the xanathar. But then what? Because you know, do we just keep the fish and threaten him forever, or? That's up to you. <sighs> I don't but, think he would be cool with that. I don't think he would either. Another thing I'm not cool with Cozen is that, well, frankly, at least from my own observations, you seem to have something of a reputation for betraying those you've made deals with. Technically, and, I only have betrayed family and business associates, and we are neither. All I'm offering is a mutually beneficial deal that will get the Xanathar off your backs and let me do a quick errand. I mean, I want to rescue that poor fish now, now that I know it exists. Yeah, Deeth turns towards Strix and Evelyn and just says, uh, well... It can't You're possibly it make things worse for you than it already is. That's true. He's coming after us one way or another. And if we want to stay and not run, we got to do something. It could also very well be a trap, Evelyn. He's obsessed with you. I feel like getting you that much closer to him is that is very dangerous, especially with what he did to you last time. Yeah, I'm sure that, like, Diaz and I can just go down there and steal the fish because, like, no magic and he could, like, no one sees him, like, half the time. And then you can take all the kids someplace safe and make sure that Xanthar doesn't get them because he's probably going to want to take anything that's important to us, including kids, robot sons, uh, <laughs> waffle bears, owl bears, uh, Paulton. Oh, Paulton's gone. He'd probably take Paulton. <laughs> Look, this... He's probably got Paulton right now. He took one of the most important things that I have, and that's my own choice. And I can't run from that my whole life. I need to look him in the eyes he has left (laughs) and then cut them off. I'd raise the remnants of my pie to that. (laughs) So you, I mean, maybe we could poison him. You could. I want him to know why. Well, while he's dying, you can tell him why. Yes, and I will then tell him that he is going into the dawn of a new light and that Lathander will guide him in a new way that is not... <clears throat> Something else you that. know, uh, 
uh, Sam or something that Cozen knows based on the conversation he had with Amergo is that if a Xanathar dies, another beholder usually arrives shortly thereafter to take its place. I choose not to share that. Okay. Would I know that, having lived in Waterdeep that long? No. That is not Great. We're going to kill him and it's going to be over and everything yep. will be hunky-dory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right. that simple. No, we just have to get his goldfish. I think that should be our plan. Killing him is going to be way too hard and we'll all end up dust. And I don't want to be in the dead book because of that stupid booty beholder who says weird words and names things that seem too esoteric for even the magic that I know. I think like, you're right. Like the Perkins. You're right. Cozen, are you also trying to say to us that you also know how to find this fish, where to get it, the best time to strike and kidnap it? Oh, uh, mostly. I can lead you to the Xanathar's lair. I can't tell you if there's anyone being watched while you're there, but I do know the Xanathar's lair has a system of secret doors, and I know where at least one of them are. Is. All right. Which gives you better than average odds of getting in there. And are you yourself going to be there to assist us getting this fish? Absolutely, pal. Come on, Cozen DF to the end. Inside check that. (laughs) I don't think I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I already know this is going to go down. As soon as we're there, you're going to sneak off and do your own thing. Fine, I accept that. But if you really think if we can get this fish and that'll get the Xanathar to just leave us alone. <sighs> Plus, he was pretty egregious against Evelyn. And all of us. It's not about revenge. It's about making sure he never does that to anyone else ever again. It's the principle of the yeah. thing. And, and you, leaving us alone. And you have evidence, Evelyn, all of you, that he's done it to others. Uh, Tulip, the the orphan, mm-hmm. um, had had this had a similar effect on her. <sighs> God damn it! Are we doing this? Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> I, 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 I think that I don't say that. actually you're not quite sure if you said it out loud or not you're just there with your I, pie I, I, I make a check to make sure I'm not wringing my hands <laughs> and just giggling uh, alright well how do we plan because we know he's got those rays so like do we need to carry like big mirrors and like mirror them back at him or something or like Strix well, do you interestingly have interestingly enough around? Strix actually uh, took an eye stock. She did. Uh, that had been cut off of um, Noska's head. And uh, so she hasn't mm. had a chance to look at that yet to see if anything can be gleaned from it about properties of eye rays and whatnot. Yeah, she will. She, she will. She's going to look at it and see if at least, like, maybe she could alter counterspell or find some sort of, mm. like, like, potion or something that could keep them from getting disintegrated. Or, or yeah. charmed. That's going to take a little bit of time. You can't just do that, like, you can't pull it out of your no. pocket and immediately glean that. But if you go up to your, you know, upstairs workshop and you think about it and you do some tests, you might be able to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. before we go anywhere or do anything, we have a, a bit of research, reconnaissance, and information gathering that we have to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to wait right here with us where we can see you. <laughs> sure. 
And I gotta look at this, and she like flings the eye stock around and like splashes some goop everywhere. Um, uh, That's not a good hand gesture or noise. (laughs) 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 Well, good. I'm absolutely happy to just wait here for a bit. Okay. Good. So, what would you like to do next? So, I want... I want Strix to be able to look at this eye stock and learn as much as he can about yeah. the holder. Uh, we have a workshop montage where yeah. she basically yeah. is trying out all kinds of things on this sample. So it's yeah. with that. I also want to give her this strange demon book that I received oh, yeah. from Binwin. I wanted to look at that as well, see if that means anything to her. Oh! Uh, we also want to, if there's time... And once things have calmed down, take the remains of Bidwin to maybe the spires and see if there's anything they can do for the hero that saved their entire temple. Evelyn would go with him when he did that, and she would also spend the workshop montage finally kind of really trying to figure out what this shield was that she got gifted, that she's kind of been carrying around and not having time to figure out what exactly it does. Okay, and she's taking that where? The shield, she's just, during the workshop montage, she's, like, sitting on the floor while Strix is working and, like, trying to figure out the shield. Well, Strix will just, like, grab it from her and be like, but, uh, it's, uh, uh I got a 24. <laughs> <laughs> also, during, the, uh, during, during the uh, same montage, Cozen and Diet are sitting at the same table across from each other with, like, a single mug between them, not saying a word with just a palpable tension. <laughs> <laughs> Pies appear. <laughs> At some point, I ask, "What happened to the other guy?" Uh, don't you don't worry about that. All right, all right, all right. I'm... Anna, your shield. Uh, first of all, it is a plus one shield, so it will increase. If you we have it, it will not only give you the benefit of the shield, which is a two bonus to your AC, but also increase it by oh. another one. Uh, Three bonus. Yes. In addition, you can alter the um, outward surface of the shield to take on different expressions. <gasps> Ooh, because it's a face, right? Yes, yeah. What does the face look like? I'm going to leave that up to you. Ooh, okay. So, it's an emoji shield. It's <laughs> 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 it is now. Oh yeah. my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the great emoji. I think I've heard of this spellcaster. Oh my god. I'm so happy. <laughs> is that all? Yes, those are its okay. properties. Well, Evelyn is, like, a little sad because she feels like she looks cool when she... Because her shield is her bracers, you know? Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. But when she knows that... When she she finds out she can emote as she defends, she's pretty happy. (laughs) (laughs) And Strix gets scared with this happiness, like, oh, God, I should have never told her that. That's going to be so She holds it up to Strix, and it's a big smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so Strix, oh, no. you're upstairs in your workshop and you're, do, you're operating on the iStock. Dieth and uh, Kozen are down in the tap room. Uh, 
Yes. Once you realize the power of your shield, Evelyn, what do you do then? That's so long, <laughs> just making different faces. At, <laughs> that's tricks. No. Tricks is like, go bother Dean. Like, she makes the emoji with the extra long frown. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, leave, get out. I'm trying to do work that will actually save us. This shield is just going to annoy the Xanathar. <laughs> Perhaps during yes. this, Cozen uh, and Dieth are maybe going over logistics of approaching how we get there, etc. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, obviously, you'll be diving down deep underwater, deep um, past the sewers. Maps. Yep. Exactly. Right. Uh, you can also regale if if you are so inclined, Cozen. You can tell Phil Dieth and exactly everything that you saw, or not everything that you saw, just particular things that you saw, like maybe some of the individuals that you met or some of the creatures that you encountered. Yeah, I'll tell him that uh, you know under the once you get past the sewers, there's a maze with a dwarf who seems to think he's a minotaur uh, wandering around it. Uh, I don't... He's not actually a minotaur, so I don't think he actually... (laughs) He doesn't seem that bright, so he might not actually know how to get through that. Yeah, the Xanathar doesn't actually (laughs) uh, bring in the the best and the brightest. Yes. So right, <laughs> but nor, nor would you expect the best and the brightest that, to work for him. Oh, actually, if there's information, mm, no, I'm not going to say that. Mm. Okay. Uh, are you going to mention uh, anything about the surveillance system? Uh, there are eye stalks poking out of the walls, and it's a safe bet that anything that's they see, the Xanathar also sees. But then again, there's just a lot of, like, eyes that aren't magic. Really, eyes are a, a theme. fairly frequent theme. <laughs> a motif. A real, a real decor. Okay, well, as long as you know where these surveillance high stocks are. Absolutely. We'll make our way around those. All right, Strix, you think, uh, for, first of all, make an arcana check as you are... Uh, Taking this okay. eye stock apart and put, mixing it with other compounds and looking at it under a spa, uh, magnifying lens. Oh, uh, that's an 11. Okay. Um, you think it could be useful? You're just, yeah. you're not sure you have everything you need. Uh, oh, wait, you know what? I can use, oh, I'm going to use uh, my divine thing. I have this skill. Hold on. I don't think it's called divine thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not. It's called, no. Favored, it's called favored by the gods. Once oh, per short rest, if you fail a saving throw or miss with an attack roll, or like, I guess, do badly, I don't know, miss or saving throw. Will that be a saving throw? It's an ability check. check. So does that does it say ability check? Just fail with a saving throw or miss. You can roll 2d4 and add it to the total, possibly change. No, it does not. It's not a saving throw, so... No. Well, I tried. The gods, so I the gods do not show you their favor. <laughs> I, was, I, I just blow chunks is what I do. <laughs> yeah, and you've sort of destroyed about half of the eye stock at this uh, point. I, it's probably because at one point I was just like like this, like I was holding it and was like, like maybe just like ate a little yeah. off of it just to like see if maybe that would give me some insight. Yep. Didn't, and I, ro- I didn't roll well enough. <laughs> uh, you're also distracted by the fact that uh, this crow has sort of in- intruded oh, upon God. you and just sort of perched on something. It's just sort of glaring at you. Oh, yeah. If I was, like, like trying to, like, maybe eating the eye stock and then was like, mm-hmm. oh, and, like, threw bits at him, and then I realized I'd already fed him half of it, and I was yeah. like, no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, so while you're struggling with that, Strix, um, 
a bag goes over your head and tightens. And then suddenly you are beaten uh, by some unseen threat. I'd like you Can to, I hellish rebuke? I'd like you to roll initiative, first of all. Is Evelyn too far away to hear that now? Yeah, she's, uh, Strix is upstairs by herself in her room. That's a five. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you get absolutely um, uh, your head completely covered in what you now realize is probably like a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And then you are assailed with what feel like clubs. Uh-huh. Um, and although they, they sort of beat on you, and it almost feels like three different creatures or beings are wailing on you with these clubs. Uh-huh. You're like, it must be the kids. No, but they're hitting, they're, they're hitting about as hard as kids, too. Uh-huh. Uh, but none of them do any appreciable damage to you as they attempt to basically beat you unconscious. Uh-huh. Um, and now would you like to use your hellish rebuke? Mm-hmm. If it's like kids, then I'm just going to turn into a cloud. Okay. And just dematerialize out of the bag. Like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, remind me, Dieth, you gave, you gave Strix, Strix the book, right? Yes, because okay. I want her to look at it. Yes. All right, uh, so you turn into a cloud, Strix. The pillowcase just sort of falls through you. And yeah. as you look around, you can see what appear to be like three chair legs suspended in the air by what must be invisible people or beings. Uh-huh. It's the invisible... The and you realize it's the unseen servants. Unseen. I'm like, what? 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 I'll turn. I'll, I'll like. I mean, I want to talk to them because I don't understand why this is happening. So okay. I'm going to turn back into myself and be like, excuse me. They start whacking. They start striking no, you no. again. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I said, excuse me. Uh, one of them actually rolled a 13, but that's probably not enough to hit you, right? Um, I had mage armor on, so no. Okay. I got four, four, So, four, yeah, it bounces off. You can hit, see the energy field of your mage armor spark as it strikes, and you take no damage. And they are, they are trying to beat on you. Okay, I'm just like, what? What? What, what, what do you want? What's bad? Is there a bad thing in here? What do you want? They don't answer me? Uh, they don't seem to have that capacity. <sighs> I'm so mad. Do you want to do anything else besides uh, scream at them? And by the way, uh, the rest of you can hear Strix upstairs is screaming. This is not uncommon. Um, no. Evelyn's going to still go see what's, what's no, happening. And it, it sounds, sounds like, like she might be frantic. screaming at the kids, but yeah. She's like, that, I said, I didn't help. She does scream help. You can know, the kids go help? Yeah, you, the, the, other, the rest of you can sort of see that the kids are kind of in the kitchen messing around in there. Okay. Um, and uh, as... Strix screams for help. Uh, suddenly, the kids also scream for help. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Hmm. Evelyn was going for Strix, yeah. but was, like, right next to the kids, so I think she'd stop to see if they were okay because they're a little more defenseless. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> a little so, more! <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn goes to the kitchen. Where do you go, uh, Cozen Strix. and Dieth? Uh, Dieth goes for Strix. Dieth like. goes. Dieth is running away Cozen. Very fast. <laughs> Very fast. Uh, mm, mm. I'm just uh, going to make my way there, but kind of take my way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like going super fast and Cozen just like... Sauntering, yes. I mean, 
I agreed to wait. I agreed to wait. That's true. I'm yep. waiting. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, when you walk to the kitchen, you see uh, the kids are sort of uh, cowering behind a counter, sort of Scooby-Doo style, like one on top of the other, as uh, the unseen servants are throwing knives at them. Oh my God! Jesus! Yeah, okay. and it's very clear that these these servants are trying to kill these kids. Huh? Evelyn turns, turns her shield to the very mad emoji. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the red face one. The red face one. Yeah, not just the slightly scolding one, but like very. I, like, mad I one. genuinely imagine that it has an emoji face on. Oh, it does. Shield. Does it have the thing over its mouth with all the characters? Like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh my God. All right. um, and 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 tries to block the blows, and also. So you're in, interposing yourself. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And also, she's like, "What is wrong with you? You are supposed to serve this house." Uh, okay, uh, so you you stand in front of the kids with the shield up. You can hear things bouncing off your shield, knives being thrown, other things being thrown, sharp objects of all kinds. Uh, they are not like, responding are, to you at all. These are friends. They live here. We live here. Jenks is like, don't worry, I can d- unsummon them. And he like sticks his wand, like for, not just like for around uh, the shield. Right, just around the back, the side of the shield and waves yeah. it around. Uh, Jenks. England's shield turns to a little like, ah, like a little heart eyes thing. Uh, <laughs> Jenks, just roll a d20 for me. Okay. <laughs> That's a four. Okay. Uh, so you're trying to dispel them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you wave your wand around. Uh, a streak of magic leaps out, springs, oh, yeah. around one, or springs around them all, or at least one of them, and it just sort of implodes nice. uh, and is wow. gone. And you're um, utterly convinced that you've done something, but nobody else sees it. I love that, because whenever I play Jenks, I feel successful. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Jenks is like, ha I know magic! Meanwhile, upstairs, Strix, uh, having... Uh, you're, they're still got chair legs and they're trying to beat on you as they're talking to you. What do you do? Um, I remember Strix recalls to, to let these unseen servants out. All she needs to do is erase that rune on the door. Right. So Strix is like, ah, they're, they've gone rogue! <laughs> Just like <laughs> starts down the stair, staircase, probably like zooms past Diaz. So, so you would have, in, since they're in this room, in this, this part of the room, all you have to do is go to the door frame. Okay. Of this room and look for the ruin there. Okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm like, they've, I'm yelling like, they've gone rogue, and I'm like looking for the, the thing. Like, Make a perception check to see if you can find the ruin on this door. Diath, you see uh, Strix standing in a doorway, looking at the door frame for something as chair legs are trying to beat her up the head and back. I'm so very confused. And okay, then a broom is... comes at you. No! <laughs> Like it was just <laughs> waiting for you to come through the door, and you see these bristles come. <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, all right, uh, but you expertly duck out of the way as it <laughs> whacks up against the wall and misses Stop you this time, broom! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Strix is like, "No, his true enemy!" <laughs> uh, everybody else, save yourself! My life is forfeit. I've already got an initiative roll for Strix. So, uh, what? Everybody else, roll me an initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris, it's my birthday. It's my new birthday. <laughs> DF? Ten. Okay. Uh, Evelyn? Nine. Nine. And 
Cozen. Nineteen. <laughs> All right, Cozen, you're making your leisurely way up <laughs> the stairs. Uh, you you get to this sort of a common room where Diath is currently engaged in a pitched battle against what appears to be a flying animated broom. All right. You know, I tweeted today that Diath's past catches up to him, but never <laughs> my wildest dreams. <laughs> is uh, is anything coming at me? And I'm sorry, uh, Strix, what was your perception roll? It was, oh, my perception roll is 13. Okay. Uh, that is enough, Strix, to realize you can find the rune. It's tiny, okay. just etched into the door. And all of the runes basically look the same, mm. um, but it's very, very clear this one has been recently altered. Ah! <gasps> well, I'm pissed, for one, and I'm like, somebody to yeah. so change the, the... And you can just hear her, like, yelling about yeah. it. And that, uh, Kozen, you hear that. What do you do? Uh, like, nothing's coming at me, right? No, no. All right, I just sort of look at DF and say, you got this, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> great, great. great. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. <laughs> I don't know, he's not in mortal danger, is he? Uh, well, now, now the pointy end of the broom is coming at him. Uh, and There's a pointy end. So someone has been, like, carving shit. <laughs> what well. is going on in this house? Uh, sorry, the, the bristleless end of the broom, whatever it's oh, called, okay. uh, comes at Diath and tries to stab him through the mouth. But... Um, <gasps> Diath, it rolled a it's whopping horrible. It rolled a whopping eleven, so it misses you. Yeah, on that swing. At this point, I'm quite the expert of yes, dueling with brooms. Indeed, and it's your turn. Uh well, Strix definitely was like, "There's a broom!" She's like trying to scrape it off. You can see her doing it. I can't attack a broom because all it does is make a broom and a stick. That's true, and you know that this thing is being this broom is being wielded by an invisible servant. So yeah. Um, and even though you can't see it, you kind of know what space it's occupying. You'll be at disadvantage because it's invisible to hit it. Yeah, I'm, I can't attack unseen servants, I don't think. I don't know, magic. I, you've, I never, to, you've never tried. I'm, I still try to command it, and I tell it to stand down, and uh, okay. what's gotten into you, etc. Uh, we are the rightful owners of this house. All right. Uh, it does, a, it does a little twirl with the broom, like it's getting ready to rear up and attack you again. Ah, heck. Um, I, uh, I would actually like to try to grab the broom okay. from the servant. That you can do. Make a strength check. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. Right. <laughs> Come on, Chris. I just rolled, <laughs> My okay. birthday! <laughs> I just rolled a nat 20. But, but this thing's actually pretty weak, so it's got a penalty. So is Diaz. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two? <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, the super, super weak unseen servant rips the broom out of your grasp. Hey. Um, Strix just like chuckles a little. <laughs> uh, all right. And then, Evelyn, you're in the kitchen uh, being assailed. <laughs> I'm out-muscled by something that doesn't have muscles. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, I guess, so Evelyn wouldn't have understood the rune thing because she's not with Strix, so I guess Correct. I want to have her do like a an arcana check to see if I she know. knows why. Sure. Oh, she actually did good for once. Um, 19. 
Um, the Unseen Servants are not meant to behave this way. You think that something has gone haywire with their magic. Uh, that their magic has either been altered or something. Something has happened to affect the way their normal magical behavior. So, and I did overhear the stuff about the runes yeah. and, like, know that that's uh, kind of what... Yeah, you saw Alcoria walking around with Strix when she was describing the runes, yes. Yeah. You also know because these are magical effects, they can be dispelled. So dispel magic could get rid of one. Um, you also Evelyn... you also know, Evelyn, that when the tap room blew <gasps> up, the servants in that room were destroyed by the blast that suggests to you that damaging them is a possibility. Or maybe it was because the ruin was destroyed. You're not sure. Yeah, and I think she, do, like, she doesn't want to wreck the house. She, yeah. She's like, if it's You're pretty sure if you were to deface or destroy the ruin, you'd probably destroy the unseen servants that are held bound by it. And when she looks at the rune, she doesn't have any, like, understanding of how to fix... No, no. It. No. Strix! <laughs> Strix! She just keeps defending. Yeah. Okay. Because she doesn't want to, like, ruin them, but obviously... Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, but you are able to uh, very adroitly protect the kids so they're not in any danger as long as you're guarding them. Um, now, what would Nat do... Anna? I think she froze. Oh, she froze. She's That's dead! What do. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> well, Anna's frozen by some <laughs> powerful spell. Oh, no! It's terrible. Uh, so we'll hold off on the whole Nat question for a moment. Uh, and it comes down to uh, the Unseen Servant Strix. They're going to accost you again. Mm, come on, Anna. Um, two of them actually hit you this time. For four and three, a total of seven points of damage. Ow! These are bruises! <laughs> make, a, make a perception check. Oh, that's a 17. Okay. Whilst you are being assailed, you see that crow, that mm-hmm. raven, turn into a red-skinned devil. Oh, god damn it. Grab the book... Ah! And fly out the window. Well. I fed you snacks! (laughs) (laughs) That's what you hear as the crow flies out really loud. And you recognize it, of course, as an imp. Yeah, Um, I do. It takes the book up into its arms and then just flaps out the window with it. Did I even get a chance to look at it? You saw it when it turned into its normal form uh, just before. Oh, I mean the book. Oh, no. No, because right. you were busy with the it. eye. All right. Well, I'm mad. And uh, it is your turn. All right. After I scream, I fed you snacks. I just like, are the servants still attacking me? Yes. Okay. I just start scraping off the rune. Like, it's so stupid. It's the devils. It's so okay. stupid. So you're, you're scraping off the rune completely, like just yeah. okay. That's when, as weird as Asmodeus fall because As you, as soon as you basically <laughs> carve away and destroy the ruin, those table legs just fall, clatter, 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 onto the floor around you. All right, I'm going to use thaumaturgy to yell, "Look above the doors and scrape the rune off." So, Cozen, you're like standing in the doorway, and you're like, "Oh yeah, there's a tiny little ruin inscribed just in, on the inside of the door frame, right there." You wouldn't see it if the door was closed, but... Oh. Am I being attacked? Nope. 
No. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's not my house. I don't want to. So I, he sees Diaz being accosted by a broom. Then he looks up, just goes, "Oh." I figured you could handle it. <laughs> uh, Anna, are you with us? Yes. Sorry, my internet dropped. That's okay. It happens. Uh, did Nat want to do anything while defended by Evelyn's shield, or is she just going to hang back with the other boys? Mm, I think she will also take up a defensive stance in front of the boys, but okay. behind Evelyn. Okay, great. That makes perfect sense. And if if a if a knife or something did happen to get past Evelyn, her goal would be to smack it out of the sky okay. with her sword. Uh, Anna, you were disconnected when uh, the the raven that uh, Strix was feeding turned into an imp. Grabbed, turned into what? Turned an into imp. an imp. And okay. then grabbed the infernal book and flew out a window while Strix was being assailed by no. um, unseen servants. And cool. Strix yelled, I fed you snacks. And, and very angrily. And everybody hears, I fed you snacks, echoing throughout the entire building. And, and Yef's just thinking, you can't feed unseen servants. <laughs> <laughs> Cozen, it's your turn. Uh, you see, you see, Dieth made a grab for the broom, got his hands on it, but then it was wrenched away. All right, um, fuck. All right, so I, I see that there's a rune here. Yes. And I was just, I heard Strix say, mm-hmm. "Destroy the rune." Yep. All right. Well, you know, since I want to be a team player, I'll start scraping off that rune. As you do, the broom falls. Well, there you the go. Clamp, I have successfully saved you from a broom. <laughs> Already, this partnership is beneficial. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> he, he, no just does, he just no gives him one of these. Dia just looks at him, he just gives him one of these, just... Uh, <laughs> and then walks past him to find Strix. Yeah, <laughs> you sort of step over the broom... And uh, head over towards Strix, who is standing there surrounded by chair legs. Uh, You can see uh, beyond her is her workshop. There's some horrible smells coming out of it. That's because she's been experimenting on the beholder eye. And uh, through the smog and the haze, you see an open window with some sort of billowy drapes um, uh, thrown open. Yeah, and she's like shaking her staff out the window going, Why are you You took the bucket! That was mine! And then... She's just, like, shaking her staff yeah. out the window. Because she's not being attacked anymore? Nope. Right? Strix, what happened? In the kitchen, That's Evelyn. Stupid amp! All of the accoutrements that are being hurled on, or held up, just getting ready to be thrown at you, fall or um, stop at that moment. And then the unseen servants... Um, uh, actually, your rune is still intact, so they're still going to attack you. Uh, but, th- but this time, uh, one of them actually picks up a chair and tries to <laughs> smash you with it. This um, is not the time for chair fight. But you block it. <laughs> Drix! <laughs> you would have heard her say to erase the rune. She yelled it in Salmaturgy. But then so. they'll be gone forever. <sighs> we can get them back! I yell again. <laughs> okay. Evelyn will try to erase the rune. Okay. Uh, now, Just, if you, if you, know, you hide over, under the shield. If you if that'll, you have to go across the kitchen to the door to the tap room, which means you won't have the kids with you. Do you want the kids to be with you as you make your yeah. way over to the door? Okay, so you kind of use the shield almost like a protective umbrella. Yeah. Move them around the room 
in such a way that they're never in direct line of sight with the unseen servants until you get to the door. And then you're like, okay, there it is. There's the rune. What are you going to try to... tell them to do it so they can be heroes. There you go. Oh, totally. Evelyn's like, I need your help. I can't stop this brutal attack without you. Erase that rune or we're toast. (laughs) I can do it. I do magic. And then Jenks sees how far up it is and he's like, eh, maybe one of you should climb on my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Nat climbs on on Jenks' shoulders and uses her sword to try to scrape it off. Squidly is actually going to take a shot at one of the Unseen Servants at disadvantage because, you know... Yeah, he would do that. He would totally yeah, do he that. Would. All right. Um, that one didn't go so well, so... Good shot, though. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And he tells his friends to hurry up and, Nat, you scratch away the rune with the tip of your sword uh, until there's really no not much trace of it. There's just a gouge in the door where it used to be and then... The unseen servants are gone. <gasps> Thank goodness. What would I have done without you here? You are heroes. Dia, Strix, these children are heroes. We're heroes. Nat looks very proud of herself and walks up to Dia. You hear and- Strix yelling like really, really prof, like really like inappropriate language out the window. <laughs> okay. Uh, hearing that, Dieth will just say, uh, uh, thank the gods that they were here. We shall uh, reward them as so very soon, in a minute. Not right now. Cozen, you have no idea what the man <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I picture like Waffles is like in the middle of the tap room, just yeah. like licking her bits, like yes. cat, a cat, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like this the last time as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, most, I mostly just hang out, wait for yeah. them. To, wait for Why them to did the house in. go all crazy? You can you can still hear Strix yelling like Pike off!" Like every like planar curse word that thankfully no one knows, and the kids don't have to plug their ears. Sorry, that that book is. Gone. That imp is out of sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah and Strix, uh, Strix will be like, well, an imp stole a book that was obviously written in Infernal that I didn't get a chance to read because I was trying to look at the eye stock and I fed it some of it and I thought it was a kind gesture and then it left. Evelyn, you, yes. you know that imps are fiends. <gasps> I don't like those. Why... Can I insight check as to, like, anything that I might infer from the fact that a fiend, an imp, stole this book? Mm-hmm. You can make a religion check. I get a 12. Well, you know that imps are a minor kind of devil, fairly weak in the hierarchy, but useful. They're often used as messengers, servants of more powerful evil beings, and they sometimes serve as familiars to powerful evil wizards. Um, you also know that uh, they're... As part of the nine hells, uh, they're a part of the infernal hierarchy, and they also speak infernal, which is the language in which that book was written. My divine sense can locate, or at least identify fiends, but could it, like, locate one? Yeah, you can, you can sort of use it to bear down on a fiend's location if you activate the power. Don't worry, I'll find it. 
Well, it, it, it might be going to something that's more trouble than it's worth, honestly. Like, it was probably just a book on how to, like, cook fiend pie or something. I don't know. I mean, no. we have Asmodeus. Let's just call him up again. If an imp showed up to take that book back, that means someone wants it for a reason. And if it's this infernal, that means they can't have it. Evelyn, go as fast as you can. You can probably catch up to it. But if it gets too far away or it's going towards something far more dangerous, you pull back. Uh-huh, whatever you say, bye. I uh, hope she heard those I'm going to go with her. Yeah, okay, okay, go, Strix, go. Uh, well, before, before you get too far, Strix, you also know. Oh. Or, sorry, um, <laughs> Evelyn. Uh, Yay. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you probably, with your 12, you probably wouldn't know that. So, um, so Evelyn, your plan, is, <laughs> your plan is just to basically rock it out here on your winged boots in search of this imp? Yep. Um, are you just tracking it, vis- are you going to try to track it visually? Is that your plan? No, with my divine sense. So you're activating your divine sense. When are you activating your divine sense? Immediately or when you get outside? As I, as I zoom out the window. Okay. And what is the range of your divine sense? Wait, is there something bad in our house? I don't know. How no. fast can, can imps be? It looks Hi. like 60 feet of you. Yeah. Okay. Um... When you get out of the house and you activate your divine sense, you detect eight fiendish auras. And they're all in your house. (laughs) And that's where we'll stop. Oh, no! Cozen, how fiendish are you? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You just assume... Well, no. We worship Lolf. Who is abyssal, not infernal? That's true. So, yes, That's, you know. Let's let's not go. This is a this is bush. this is a devil problem. Yeah, seriously. And it's got an infestation, an infernal gonna, station. Because gonna, you killed one of them. I'm gonna Look. pick up. I'm gonna pick up the broom uh-huh. and sort of wave it at Diath <laughs> and say, "Oh, curse you! You foiled my plan." <laughs> All right. I hate uh, this. So, uh, quick, quick question, Sam: Will you be able to join us next week, perchance? Yes. Splendid. That's good I'm news. Keep this streak rolling. Absolutely. Oh. And, How uh, is Strix going to disappear? So between I was just going to say the coda of this game is uh, Strix. You get a, a crunchy missive in your hat ah! from one omen drawn, uh, beckoning you to an address uh, so that he can. Uh, um, uh, he has some business for you. All right. So whenever that happens, in between us getting killed by devils. Mm-hmm. I just, does Diaz see it? So, so is so he upset? Strix is going to have to take a, a brief um, sojourn uh, to deal with some other matters, which I'm happy to say will transpire this weekend at PAX West in Seattle Yay. when Strix Beestinger joins Yay. Acquisitions <laughs> Incorporated for their latest Water Davian adventure. Hooray! Cool. Which is called, so o- which is called Omens 3. Omens Ooh. 3. Oh, no. Yes. Three mm. omens is three too many omens. <laughs> it's a it's a riff on Ocean's Eleven. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Strix is gonna have to tell Omen about what happened to Finwin. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, I hope that what happened to Finwin doesn't happen to me. It seems there's a track yes. record of people dying. So, in addition to an Acquisitions Inc. live game, as is tradition at PAX West, uh, with Holly Conrad joining the team for that event. We will also be there as a waffle crew to partake in signings and panel. Panels? Yeah. Panels? Yeah, we have panel. 
What? If you're going to be at PAX yeah. West this weekend, uh, we'll be doing a signing in the Westin on Friday at uh, 4 p.m. There's also an Ask the Waffle Crew Anything panel uh, later that evening, starting at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all we'll also be at. Uh, we'll also be at the Idol Champions booth on Saturday at 3 o'clock, also doing a signing. Uh, with another signing at the same Idol Champions booth Sunday morning, or Sunday at noon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Strix showing up in Acquisitions Incorporated. And if you're also going to be at PAX, or even if you're not, keep paying attention because there may or may not be some additional extra exciting Waffle Crew announcements coming. Indeed. True. Sam, what's what's happening in your universe, my friend? Oh, uh, well, uh, the last time... I was on this uh, show and everyone got killed. A lot of people uh, came and checked out my books. Thank you very much for that, friends. Uh, If you did enjoy my books, I have a new one coming out in April of 2019. And if you go check my Twitter page, at Sam Sykes Swears, the pinned tweet is the pre-order link. And if you pre-order it, I will be able to feed my dog food. Important. And you don't hate dogs, do you? Yeah. <laughs> instead, instead of instead of like crunched up paper with sad faces. I mean, right now he, he's he's hanging on, but <laughs> I I don't know, guys. I don't know. And the book is called. The book is called Seven Blades in Black. It is more or less a love letter to Final Fantasy VI. Ooh. Which I'm theorizing that maybe a few of you have played Final Fantasy VI, if you're watching. Why, I'm too young to have played Final Fantasy VI, Sam. What are you insinuating? The finalist fantasy of them all. No, I'm actually old as dirt. So, um, yeah. But that is what's new with me. Thank you for asking. And if Nate were here, uh, he's coming off of his the first first leg of his big paid and exposure tour. He would thank all of the people for f- coming out, joining him, and Zach for their wild ride. And uh, he'll be back at it in October, I believe. I heard their shows were incredible. Yep, yep. And so uh, thank you for that. And uh, hopefully we'll see him back soon. Yay! And we'll definitely see him this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll see you guys at PAX. That's right. Until no trapped in the birdcage this week because I'll be at PAX. Right, yes. So all of that's done. Good I to know. Okay. If there are no more announcements then? You just spammed link to the subreddit. If there are no more announcements now, <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're out. Yep. Okay. Yay. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week, if not before. See you on stage. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.